Hey friends, we are back here for Spark Influence, the first episode. Hey baby. Hello. Excited to be here with you today. I thought on this episode, what we would do is give you a little tiny bit of our backstory and why we feel called to talk about sparking influence in business, in family, in our marriage, and in all the things. So what do you think? I think it's a great idea. Well, let's start with you. Let's give people a little bit of your backstory. We charted when we launched the podcast, yay, in business and entrepreneurship. So let's talk a little bit about your business experience, who you are, what you do, and give them a little flavor of who Peter Phillip is. Sure. Give you the boring bio here, the business background. 25 years ago, I think it was about 25 years ago. Started off in technology, did the fun stuff like pulling cables underneath raised floor server rooms and getting dirty and watching printers and a bunch of boring stuff and really didn't like that at all and decided to uh, go into programming. There was this new thing called the internet and everyone was like, hey, we need a website. Can you build that? And of course I said, sure, no problem. I had no idea what I was doing, but did it anyway and uh, fell in love with that whole space, the technology space and spent you know the next 20 something years of my career doing that really fun around, you know, just saying yes all the time. Right. So I would, whether I knew how to do it or not, you know, I used to just respond, yes, I can do that. And either go buy a book and figure it out or just figure it out in general. And this is before Google truly that you couldn't just go Google it. So you (laughs) had to figure it out. And, um, books were super helpful and just trying and experimenting. And it was a really neat time. And I transitioned, you know, so from corporate world to consulting, kind of did back and forth a little bit, but spent a, a tremendous amount of time with a lot of different companies and clients across all industries, just having a blast. I've seen so many problems, a lot of the same problems over and over again, but a lot of different problems too in different industries. It's really fun to be in finance or, or a chemical industry or oil and gas or retail and shipping and logistics, like all those fields, just a, a lot of fun and have had you know, close to 200 clients in my career that have really just been an amazing experience and, and truly love what I do. It's a lot of fun. And if I say so myself, you, you're actually really good at what you do and you're a problem solver. And that's one of the things that I have loved over the years as your wife to watch you look at problems in a different way than most people do. And I think that's one of the unique things about us and, and what we're going to talk about on this podcast is we are blazing trails in, in directions. We haven't always followed the con- conventional path for our lives. But like you said in in the trailer, you know, we did a lot of things wrong, but God has made it all right. Oh, certainly we did. Yeah. And but he has. So it was it was it's been a fun ride. I'm really impressed with how we have our life has sort of transitioned. We went from a very traditional you were working, I was working, then you came home. I stayed working. You raised our children. Then we transitioned through that whole kind of middle phase. Now we're back. Kids are grown up. And so you're like, I got to do something. And we find out that doing business together, we're actually really good at. And it's really, really fun. And I'm, I'm super excited. I was excited for our second or third quarter of our career, of our time <laughs> together, whatever that is. So you could use a sports analogy, but I'm not a big sports guy. But it, that's a really exciting time because now we know each other. We're more comfortable with each other. We're not so trying to be the impressive young couple and 
all that stuff's out of the way. Like it's just baggage that we just we packed up and got rid of it. It's great. So now, true, honest, open, and our relationship with the Lord is so much more evolved. I'm still trying to catch up to you as always, but my sweet butterfly. And, but it, that's what I'm really excited about. You know, we we've done it as we said, kind of backwards in some in some respects, but. Our instincts have been really good. The Lord has delivered a lot of instincts to us, you know, that, that, that kind of, you kind of alluded to it earlier about being able to, I, I see things differently and I've always been able to leap to solutions differently, not just such a linear way, but more tangentially and then kind of come back to the solution. That's helping us a lot, right? And you have a lot of that as well, where it's, we see what people don't see. We see opportunity where people see no opportunity or a problem, right? I don't like that phrase, you know, it's not a problem, it's an opportunity. No, it's a problem, but those are real <laughs> things. But we're really good at solutioning those. And I think that's a lot of the offering we have is to say, look, there's there's more than one way to do this. There's more than 10 usually. And most likely it's already been done and figured out. You just got to find that part out. So it's very exciting for me. Yeah. Well, and you alluded to the fact that I worked in a career and then walked away from that. So I'll, I'll give a little bit of my backstory and what I've done for the people that don't know me. I got a degree in fashion, wanted to be a supermodel, and then I met you. God had different plans. I was a technical recruiter, worked for a small company in Houston called Enron before it collapsed. We, um, both, we both did, as a side note. That's, yeah, a, that's a story that's, for the future. That's a whole yeah. Another story that I'm sure we'll get into. But God called me home to homeschool the boys. And I was like, what? What? You want me to do what, Lord? But, you know, that is the best decision that I, you know, one of the best decisions that I ever made. I remember going to you saying, I think I'm supposed to quit work and stay home and homeschool. And you're like, homeschool? That's weird. Because back then when we started, it wasn't as popular of a decision as it is now. But I know that you can chime in here and say it is one of the best decisions that we made for our family. Oh, um, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. And then I started to pray once the boys started to grow, like, what am I going to do now until I have grandbabies? And I thought I was done. I really thought I would just be at home and would just stay home. Never did I anticipate that I would write a book, start a podcast, start a conference, do all of the things that we do with Spark Media. And, and I could couldn't, I think, do all of that if I didn't have your support as as a supportive spouse. And so I think that's something that people need to realize that when you're in marriage and when you're in business and when you're in family, it, it's a partnership, right? So you have to support. It has to be a give and take. It can't be a one-sided thing. It's got to be something where you both support one another. Yeah, here, I'll give you two object lessons on how that works. One is when you decide to write your Bible study. Yeah, so the Bible study, the struggle is real, but so is God. Yes, sorry, thanks for the plug. That effort was not only a Misty effort, right? That was a Misty and Peter effort. It was a Misty Peter, Jacob, our oldest son, and Jane, our daughter-in-law, and even our youngest son, Ian, right? This was a thing where we would mirror the manuscript, on the, the script onto the TV, and edit the thing in real time as a whole family going through scripturally. Is that sound? Does that support? Does that sound right? Like it was an entire family that, that kind of created, you know, went through and, and helped create that book. That's an unusual thing. That's a very, that's not a common thing that happens. Right. But we see the product that came out and it was just the time alone of us doing that was tremendous. Right. That was just 
a, a neat experience all around, right? And I wouldn't trade that for anything. Those that was fun stuff, right? So And I think that stems from our homeschooling days where we were all together at home, like you were working from home and trying to work and and program and create things while we were, while the boys were young and wild and crazy. And I was trying to wrangle them and teach them to read and, and all of the things. Yeah. And then Spark itself is another example, right? We do, you know, you bring talents and, and capabilities that are not my sweet spot. And then I have things that you don't, you don't do, or, 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 you know, or at least don't want to do from a a tech standpoint or so for the website and the, you know, all the technology side, the graphic side, the creation, you're the, the brains and the drive behind it and just implement, implement, implement. Right. So there's this huge force. This is a very couples based activity, right. And the business has flourished, I think, because beyond being, you know, blessed, the Lord just blessing the endeavor in general, but it it's blessed. I think because uh, it's been a couple's activity. It's never been. It's a family, it's not a, even couples. Yeah, it's, it is it's, it's a family thing. We have and I Ian think, doing stuff as well. Yeah, and I think with with the world, there's there's a huge attack on the family, and so I I think you're right. I think that as we come together and we learn to work and serve together, and we're going to talk about lots of different stories about us working and serving in in different ways as a family, and just want to encourage the listener that you don't have to follow the trajectory or the path that the world lays out for you. And so I think you're right. I think following our instincts has been a really important part of that and listening to the leading of the Lord and asking him for wisdom because he's the most creative and has the best ideas. And so when we consult with him, I think that, you know, he's going to bless because he puts those desires in our heart and then he fulfills those desires. Yeah. You know, it's some people or couples maybe look at it as, you know, I don't, I already live with them and, and I spend all my time with them. I don't want to do work with them. Like I don't necessarily want to, you know, but I would encourage you, even if that's your thought, give it a try. Like you don't know the sweetness of you're building something together. Your focus is on it. Your drive is together. All of those things strengthen your relationship, even just from having a shared goal and a shared vision for something that everyone can row towards, that's very powerful. And don't underestimate the power of uniting your family or growing because then you do other things together. This, okay, well, we're done with work, but let's make sure we have time to read scripture together and we're going to read the Bible or we're going to talk about it. It becomes, you become a more intertwined family, which that I think today has been the number one thing that's being driven and broken. Everyone's in their phone. Everyone's on their device. They go to their room. No one talks. Everybody has their own square and corner. They go do stuff. That's the destruction of the family. If you want, if you really want to capture that sweetness, you can add business and it's a, it's a tremendously powerful thing because it can help knit together and unite the family. Even if you felt like you've been kind of growing apart or not being as, as tight a unit as you would like. Yeah. And I just commend you for your leadership early in our marriage. When the boys were young, you said, Hey, I want the boys to stay with us in church on Sunday because I don't work all week to just send my kids off everywhere. You did not die on the field, you know, every Saturday. And Hey, if you do that, if that's your thing, if that's what you're passionate about, you do that. But the way you led our family, I think was perfect for 
that you didn't want to work all week and then just send the kids off in different directions all weekend and not shepherd them and disciple them. And so that really worked for us. Now, we're not judging. If if you're the sports family, get out there, be with your kids, you know, do the thing. But I think that leadership and, and understanding your family and leading your family well, you know, you have to understand their gifting and their calling and what works for your family. Yeah, this is, I mean, live the definition of the word, right? It's a family, right? It's not, you're not cohabitating together. You're not roommates, right? You're a family and you should behave like it. So sometimes that means sacrificing your weekends because they all want to play baseball or softball or volleyball or track or whatever they do, right? And you're just there, but you're there and you're seeing it, right? Or, they're, you know, like ours was speech and debate. So you travel all over the country going to speech and debate events and, uh, or you just spend time, you know, you, you, that's why vacations are such a strange concept because it becomes this big event that happens occasionally when you go do really fun stuff with your family. Like, why can't that always be the case? And the bad times are when you have to go do other things that are not family oriented. And that becomes the exception, not the norm. Um, that's the that's the difference right that's what that that's kind of what we've lived and you brought up earlier right it was whether it was homeschooling is not for everybody by any stretch of the imagination but it worked really great for us and it was the same mantra it was the same i want my kids i want to raise my kids because i want them to have our values it's i didn't have them to let someone else raise them and have their values right and so if that's not the boat for you then having that other time when they get home from school, when they're, when they're with their homework or on the weekends, like you become, that becomes the norm that all that you're together full time. And then when they get older you can wind them up in your business, if you have one, that's even greater. Like, so you just keep that going, right? You keep that connection and keep that, that sort of intimacy with your family for, for as long as you can. Yeah. So we have integrated our, our faith and our family and our business and ministry kind of all in one. So that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. So I want to ask you a question, Peter, that I think will be relevant to the listeners of the show is as a man in the workplace, how do you incorporate your faith life and your work life? Mm, that's an episode by itself, really, because it the world has gotten a little tricky, right? So the last two and a half years have changed a lot of things, right? Before, it was a lot of in-person and a lot of going to, like, whether it was a client or just being around people in general in business. And there's that whole dance that happens when you go meet some people or you're working with other people in a, in a building. That has been sort of put on hold the last two and a half years and everything's been online, so there's a laxness that's in, that's crept in, but it there's still you have to have protection and shields because if your viewpoint is not the generally accepted viewpoint, it can definitely negatively impact you business wise. It's it's a fine line where, but I've always walked it where if you ask me, I'm going to tell you 100, percent right? I have no qualms about telling you that, and if you think that's going to impact our relationship, you you know. I have obviously done business with people who have no belief whatsoever, or and, or, or 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 quite opposite belief. Yeah, I or mean. opposite or hostile even towards, you know that and and but you have there's a different you know the line business. I'm not excluding my faith from my business, but I don't try to hammer people with that. Right, that's a quick way to turn people off. Right, absolutely. It's better. 
I've had more people come back and say, you were so non-judgmental and you just treated me like a human and you were kind. And then I realized you were a Christian afterwards and that made all the difference. You didn't beat me over the head. You know, it's that, hey, have you heard about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Like, I don't, I just corner you in an elevator every time and grab it, right? You, there's all those people. And that's, if that works for them, that's great. But in business, it's tricky. And that being forthright and being upstanding in my faith and not compromising that, but not wearing it as like a, you know, I don't come there with an attitude about being a Christian, right? <laughs> you know, that's that a lot of non believers do. And that that's problematic. And, that takes some skillful navigation or you just don't do business with them or you cut them off or, you know, it's a longer thing, but yeah, that's a, but you know what you just, you hit on something. That's what the gospel really is. It's not necessarily hitting people over the head with Jesus. It's just being the hands and feet of Jesus. It's being honest. It's being caring. It's treating people the way we want to be treated. It's the golden rule. And I think that if we can do that, I think some people will find us, will we'll be offended by us just because we do have the light of Christ yeah, regardless. in us. Yep. The gospel is offensive. And I know that I'm probably wearing my faith a little bit more on my business sleeve because I was able to walk away from my career and I was at home for a long time where I was able to just live in a Christian bubble. And so I'm a little Pollyanna-ish when I go out into the world about my faith, but I think that's okay too. But it's it's interesting navigating those waters of our faith and our business and just love that we can come together to work on projects like this together where our skills and abilities complement one another. And so I just want to challenge our listeners uh, right now. If you don't know what your giftings are, you know, understand who you are and your gifting and your skills and how can you work together as a husband and wife in your marriage, in your family, with your kids to do something beyond you? Because we don't always know what our gift, I mean, it, t- it took us years for me to really understand and, and hone my gifts, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of what we were doing was like, it was a thousand piece puzzle and it was one color. And then we put it together in the dark. Like it took us a while to get this, but it was really, t- and it was, didn't have straight edges, right? It, you know, the new puzzles that have no square edges, it's really impossible to put together. That was a lot. That was, it was a lot of that, right? I have a direction I wanted to go. You had a direction you wanted to go. Maybe we were tugging and pulling against each other. But I think when we really put all that aside and f- tried to figure out what it, we, we elicited eventually from each other the calling kind of on each other right well your calling was obvious to me maybe not to you to you my calling was obvious and we came together and said hey i know what you're supposed to do and let's talk about that and hey it works really well together so that worked out great i mean if i, if I could have figured it out on my own that'd have been nice but you know men are way behind in the figuring things out category right I, that i'll i'll gladly accept that one but once we did man it just gelled it was so amazing right it was it was instant jello like we just set and we felt it the whole time we were working the whole time we do it together like yes we fight and yes there's i was gonna say it is, yeah it no is it's not, not perfect yeah this is not like this is yeah it's 
there's all kinds of stuff because she's not my favorite client all the time because she's picky and he's very you know. logical and I'm very rapid fire and and creative and want to do things right now yesterday and he he wants to have process and and there's there's good to both but I think that's what makes the things that we do I think that's what makes them I'm very driven and and you're very logical and you're very skilled and so yeah I'm the ideas person you're the drive person right like Oh, I've had tons of ideas that don't go anywhere because I'm just the idea guy. You're the one that says, no, we're going to do this now. Let's do it today. We're going to make this happen. And I'm like, ah, so yeah, <laughs> it works out really well together. Right. So uh, as, as illustrated by, you know, everything that we've done, like spark media and the conference and the network and the radio and the magazine, YouTube and the magazine and the everything. So, and all the, the, the deals kind of things that happen. Right. So figuring that out, calling it together and, and bringing it to the Lord and saying, please, you know, bless this endeavor. We, we do it for you. And he has been amazing. He's been absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I hope that you got a little bit of insight into who Peter and Misty Phillip are and what we bring to the table in terms of our skills and abilities and why we are so passionate about work and faith and family. And I encourage you, like I said, find out what your giftings are. Let's talk for a minute as we close about some of the the gift gifting assessments, like some of the tests that we've done over the years, you know, there's the Enneagram and people have, you know, different feelings about the Enneagram. Some people are all in and other people are like, that's woo woo. You know, there's the disc profile and what are some of your- Myers-Briggs and Clifton, like all of those are really kind of, you know, you could, you could read, start with why, and then try to figure out what your why is. And any of those are helpful. If you're not really aware of what is where are my where are my strengths are like what what am I good at what, what what should be my path right some people are are really good entrepreneurial concept mindset you know they're they're deeper thinkers or or you're you're very structured and organized and you don't like change and you know there's all these different personality types that that once you kind of sort who you are and you know who you are really I mean if you you know you kind of figure out most of it then how do you align that to, to, to a passion, right? You've got to have a passion. If you don't have a passion, then you're just going to kind of do something because other people are doing it or, hey, everybody's got a podcast. I should have a podcast or everybody's writing a blog. I should have a blog, right? That's why there's, you know, 100 million blogs or 100 billion blogs. I don't care the number is stupid, but of them, like 3,000 are active. You know, it's like no, nobody cares. And, and so finding that sort of passion and mapping it to how you are, how you operate best, will dramatically increase your success really quickly. Don't go against the grain. I used to tell you this all the time, right? Don't go against the grain. It, it gets harder. I mean, it's better to cut, but it's harder to go against the grain. So, yeah, th- this is the stuff that we're going to cover. This is what we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, and, and it's just a sample. And you something know. that I I want I, that I always tell people is where does your gifting and your calling line up in this season? And if you don't know, ask God, and He will tell you. And so I hope that you've been encouraged on this episode to discover your gifting and your calling, and to find ways that you can come together with your spouse and your family to do something great for the kingdom of God. Amen. 